Welcome to Sparking Wholeness, where we talk all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul. I'm your host, Erin Carey. I'm a survivor of bipolar disorder and a self-proclaimed nutrition nerd who loves asking why. As a certified integrative nutrition health coach, my goal is to help people find balance, and I want to help you find ways to spark wholeness in your life. For more information, check out sparkingwholeness.com or on the Instagram handle, Sparking Wholeness. And now, get ready for today's awesome show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Sparking Wholeness. This is Erin Carey, and today's episode is going to be such a treat. I am going to speak to Trudy Scott all about anxiety and getting to the root of it. I can't wait for you to hear, but before we get into that, I want to give a thank you to our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Swanson Health. Swanson Health offers a full spectrum of wellness products for mind, body, and home. From quality vitamins and supplements to cruelty-free beauty items to eco-friendly home products, Swanson Health is here to keep you healthy. So if you want to try any of Swanson Health's great products for yourself, use the code WHOLE20, and that's spelled W-H-O-L-E-2-0, for 20% off site-wide and free shipping on orders $50 or more on swanson.com. Now, you've probably heard me talk quite a bit about the supplements that I use. We talk about that a lot on this show. Well, Swanson Health carries over 18,000 wellness products at a great value. So you can pick up all of your favorite health products, plus discover new ones for your wellness routine, all while leaving money in your pocket. Two of the products that I really like adding to my routine right now are vitamin C and zinc. And the vitamin C product from Swanson features 15 milligrams of rose hips per capsule for added antioxidant support. Also, it is a high-potency source of vitamin C with 1,000 milligrams per capsule. And then the zinc supplement supports immune system, prostate and vision health, and boosts antioxidant activity. It's a crucial component of one of the body's primary antioxidant enzymes. So again, if you want to try any of Swanson Health's great products for yourself, use the code WHOLE20, that's W-H-O-L-E-2-0, for 20% off site-wide and free shipping on orders $50 or more on Swanson.com. You are going to love it. So let's get into today's episode, and I'm going to introduce our guest. And today I'm speaking to Trudy Scott. Trudy Scott is a food mood expert, a certified nutritionist. She educates anxious individuals about nutritional solutions for anxiety. She is known for her expertise in the use of targeted individual amino acids, which offers hope and immediate relief from anxiety so other underlying root causes and dietary changes can be addressed with ease. She also educates about the nutritional solutions for the social anxiety condition pyroluria, which I think I'm saying that right, and the harmful effects of benzodiazepines. Trudy is the author of The Anti-Anxiety Food Solution, How the Foods You Eat Can Help Calm Your Anxious Mind, Improve Your Mood, and End Cravings. She's also the host of the amazing Anxiety Summit. This is an online educational platform for both consumers and health professionals and dubbed a bouquet of hope. The Anxiety Summit number six, which is all about toxins, meds, and infections, is airing November 2nd through the 8th of this year, 2020. Trudy also educates health professionals via the Anxiety Nutrition Institute, sharing research and practical how-to steps. Trudy is passionate about sharing the powerful food-mood connection because she experienced the results firsthand, finding complete resolution of her anxiety and panic attacks. So it is such an honor to have her on the show. Welcome, Trudy. Thank you so much for joining us. It's a real pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me. I'm so passionate about sharing this message, and I just welcome every opportunity that I, that I have to do it. Well, I am really excited, excited about the upcoming Anxiety Summit. This is this one. I mean, you have amazing guests lined up and just the topic itself on uh, toxins, meds and infections and how they contribute to what's going on under underneath our mental health symptoms. So I would love to just dive into that. And maybe you could just start us off with how are toxins, meds and infe infections contributing to all of this? 
Yeah, so a lot of people just think about anxiety as being a, a psychological thing and there's some kind of trauma that's going on. But there are other underlying factors that can actually trigger anxiety. And one of the ways they do that is lowering, for example, GABA levels, lowering serotonin levels, which can make us more anxious. And that's why using the amino acids, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, are key because they give you some relief right away while you're trying to figure out, is it a toxin that's affecting you? Is it a, a, some kind of medication that you're taking, whether it's a psychiatric medication or something else, or is it some kind of infection? And it could be all of the above. So this year we're focusing specifically on those three areas. There are many, many, many root causes of anxiety, as you know. But for, for example, a few toxins we could think about that we do cover in the summit is, is fluoride. You know, fluoride is well known for impacting IQ and cognitive function, but there's growing research showing that it can actually affect anxiety levels too. So it's definitely something that we need to consider and we need to look at food sources and other environmental sources of fluoride that we might be exposed to and think about, well, am I getting too much fluoride? Uh, and is it causing my anxiety? We know that fluoride, for example, is a factor when it comes to underactive thyroid. And uh, we're now seeing uh, some connection between uh, one of the amino acids uh, or neurotransmitters, GABA, and fluoride toxicity. You know, if we have too much fluoride, we're going to have an underactive thyroid, but it also affects our GABA levels. And interestingly enough, there's some research showing that using GABA, which is one of the amino acids, it stands for gamma amino butyric acid, can reverse the damage that fluoride has done to the thyroid and, and reinstate a thyroid hormone function. So it's really interesting to see all these, these interconnections. Um, another toxin that we might want to think about are oxalates, dietary oxalates, which are found in healthy foods. So we have a whole interview on that. And then, and we can go into any of these if you want to take a deeper dive into any of these. I'm just going to give a few little overviews here. When it comes to medications, we have to cons be concerned with the side effects from psychiatric medications such as uh, benzodiazepines or antidepressants. And then there are also some uh, non-psychiatric medications that can actually trigger anxiety. One of them being Accutane, which is the medication that's commonly prescribed for, uh, for acne. Now, believe it or not, there's a connection between fluoride and acne. A lot of people who have acne have an issue with fluoride. So we've always got to take a step back and say, what is the root cause that is, you know, that is leading to the acne or leading to the thyroid problems or leading to the anxiety problems? And then I'll just give you one more example or two more examples, actually, when it comes to infections, and that is Lyme disease and the co-infections can actually lower zinc levels, can lower serotonin levels, lower GABA levels, and increase anxiety while you're dealing with the Lyme disease and using an amino acid to ease that anxiety while you are trying to beat the, the Lyme disease or the, one of the co-infections like uh, Babesia or Bartonella, you can ease the anxiety. So the great news is um, there's the, 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 well, the bad news is there are a lot of these things that can actually trigger anxiety. The, the good news is that the amino acids can give you pretty quick relief from some of the anxiety symptoms while you're trying to figure out which are the root causes. And I've just listed a few here. In the summit, we go through over 60 uh, different uh, root causes that fit into these categories. So you've got to sort of put all the puzzle pieces together to try and figure out which of those are triggering your anxiety. Uh, but you can get relief pretty quickly using uh, some of the amino acids. So that's why I've done this summer, just to create this awareness, because we think of psychological trauma, we think of food, and we definitely must not forget food. That's really, really important, gluten, caffeine, and everything else. But we do have to dig deeper and look at some of these toxins, infections, and whether medications are playing a role here. Yes. And, and many of these things, most people would not even think they would be an issue, you know? Um, and, and so I think that it is so important to bring awareness to these things. And so let's talk for a minute about amino acids. I'm really excited about this. We did have um, Dr. Josh Friedman on the show just a little while back, and he gave us kind of a basic overview, and it was so informative. So I'd love to dive a little bit more into that um, and see how, how the amino acids can even contribute 
to help us when we're dealing with these toxins. Um, and, and even for people who are on SSRIs or, or on the benzos, which many, many people are, can they safely use amino acids while they're on these other things? I'd love to talk about that. Great. And I'm so glad you had uh, Dr. Josh Friedman. He's a, a good friend and a, a colleague. And uh, he actually interviews me in one of my interviews on the summit. I, I, I do three interviews where I do deep dives into the amino acids. So I'm going to give you a, a few highlights here and just give you the gist of it. But there's, there's so much to it. And it's, you know, my, my passion to share, you know, how powerful the amino acids are. And I'm sure in the interview with him, he conveyed how powerful they are and how quickly they work because they really do work really quickly. So let me just uh, give you an overview uh, for anyone who's new to hearing, you know, what these amino acids are and how they fit into all of this. So the amino acids are supplements that you use typically short term to address low levels of certain neurotransmitters. And there's an amino acid that correlates with each neurotransmitter deficiency that sometimes is more than one, but um, I'll give you those examples as we go through them. So the way we decide is, you know, how, how, how do I decide if I should use GABA or if I should use tryptophan, for example, is you look at the, the questionnaire of low symptoms and you, let's take low serotonin, for example. So a lot of the time we'll think of low serotonin being associated with depression. And let me just uh, list out some other symptoms that we may have when we've got low serotonin. Anxiety, worry, OCD, phobias, panic attacks, insomnia, cravings, especially in the late afternoon and the evening, irritability, anger issues, a lack of confidence, lack of self-esteem. A lot of women will say, I feel like I'm an imposter. I'm, you know, I've got this mm. high, high-powered job. I'm really successful on the outside, but inside I feel like I'm an, I'm an imposter and they're going to find out what I'm doing. So that is low serotonin. So that what you do is you rate your symptoms on a scale of one to 10. And you might say, well, I'm a 10 out of 10 when it comes to worry. And I lie in bed at night ruminating about what I should have done during the day or what I should have said. That's a 10 out of 10. And I've got this you know, phobia about flying. You know, it only happens when I fly, so I'll maybe rate that a, a five out of ten. And I just love some chocolate chip cookies in the afternoon. I have to have those, and that's a ten out of ten. And then what you do is a trial of the amino acid that raises serotonin levels, and in this case, it's tryptophan. 5-HTP can also raise serotonin levels. I typically start with tryptophan uh, because it's what I've had really good results with, but some people do better on 5-HTP, some do better on uh, tryptophan. So now we do a trial with the amino acid and I'll have my clients open up the amino acid, pop it onto their tongue um, in the session there and then, whether we're working on the phone or whether we're um, in a group program or whether we you know, one-to-one. -one. And within five minutes, they should be able to say they're noticing a difference. You know, if they were looking worried and, 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 and overwhelmed, they'll start smiling. They'll look a little bit more happy. They're looking a little bit more optimistic uh, once we, the, the tryptophan starts to work. So it works really quickly. A lot of people say, you know, couldn't possibly work that quickly. Must be placebo effect. Maybe it's working because I'm sitting here with you and, and you're helping me and you, you know, you're trying <laughs> to help me figure out my problems here. But it really does work that quickly. And the only way to, to, you know, to acknowledge it is to try it yourself. And I remember when I first started working, um, I uh, worked with a, a young 11-year-old girl and she had no idea what the amino acids were. She did not know what we were doing. And uh, she had these terrible anger issues and she had intense cravings for candies and, um, and, and really bad sleep problems. And I said, you know, I was talking to her mom in the session and we decided to have her do a trial of, uh, of tryptophan. And she was not, prior to that, she did not want to talk about giving up the candies at all. And she was irritable and she was angry. And I gave her 100 milligrams of a chewable tryptophan. And within five minutes, she turned around to me. She smiled and she said, yes, I, I can give up my candies. And she was a, a totally different child um, adding in the, the tryptophan. Wow. So I've seen it work in kids who don't even know what they're doing. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the placebo effect does help. And that's good if it's helping as well. But the amino acids definitely do work that quickly. So that's low serotonin. I'm going to pause there and see if you've got any questions. And then I'll just uh, mention low GABA and some of the other uh, low neurotransmitters as well.
Oh, I'm, I love it. I didn't know, you know, for kids, that's so good that you mentioned that because I'm, I'm just thinking about 25, 30 years ago, I sure could have used <laughs> some tryptophan because I have benefited from 5-HTP myself in adulthood. Um, but wow, I did not realize that kids as young as 11, have you had anybody younger than that try the tryptophan with, with good results? Yes, I've, the, the youngest age I've worked with is a seven-year-old, okay. and um, he um, did really well with tryptophan. But what we do with the amino acids is uh, do the questionnaire, see that someone needs it, do a trial and see, okay, we get some benefits. So in the example I gave you where it went from a, a you know, the scale, they started off at a 10, we do the trial, now maybe it's a, a seven or an eight that's great. If it's a five, that's even better. That means that that dose is working for that person. But if it's not working, we go up and up and up until we get the ideal dose because it's different for each person. So for an adult, a starting dose is 500 milligrams. Maybe they do great with, uh, uh, with one capsule and that's all they need twice a day. But if they don't do, we don't get the benefits that we would expect. Then we go up to two and then we may even go up to three twice a day you know, twice a day. So with, with this little boy that I was working with, um, he did well. We, we just start with kids. I'll start much lower. You definitely want to start lower with kids. So I started him on a hundred milligrams. Um, and then we went up to 200 milligrams and he did better on that, but he still wasn't, his symptoms weren't resolved. He had a lot of OCD symptoms. We tried to go up to 300 milligrams and that was too much. So as soon as you go too much, you're getting, you may get you know, the opposite, some adverse effects. Mm. So we went back down to the 200 milligrams a day, which is a very low dose considering 500 is a starting dose for adults. And, but what we did was we added in full spectrum light. So his mom got a full spectrum lamp and he used that in the morning. So the combination of low dose tryptophan and the full spectrum lamp was enough to raise the serotonin level. So it eased those symptoms. So we've sometimes got to play a little bit with uh, different nutrients. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes we've got to use the cofactors, uh, zinc and B6 help us to make serotonin. Uh, Our gut is really important. So we've got to have good gut health. We make so many neurotransmitters in the gut. So sometimes it's straightforward. It's just take, you know, the supplement and you do great. Other times we've got to play a little bit, but yes, uh, kids, uh, you know, really young benefit. And of course, when I'm working with kids and adults, we've got to think about diet. We can't just say, oh, the aminos are so amazing. Let's just use them. We've got to work on the foundational basics. So making sure that the, the, the child or the adult is getting enough quality protein in the diet because we digest those into the amino acids and then we use those as building blocks to make the neurotransmitters. But maybe someone's getting enough protein, but they don't have good enough hydrochloric acid in order to break down the protein. So we've got to make sure digestion is good. We've got to make sure that they're chewing their food and they don't have stress in their lives. So there's many factors that, that play a role, but the good thing is the amino acids will give you that uh, relief quickly, um, and then you can start figuring out all these other factors. The other thing that's really big with serotonin support and GABA support is the sleep aspect. And as you know, sleep is so important for healing and for recovery. And uh, one of the interviews on the summit, we talk about the glymphatic system, which is this uh, lymph system in the brain that helps us detox. And it is uh, it needs us to be sleeping in order to work well. So it needs us to be sleeping in order to help us eliminate these toxins in the brain. So if we're not sleeping, we're not getting those benefits and serotonin support and GABA support help us sleep. So really, really crucial. And I love that you mentioned digestion and, and your book, The Anti-Anxiety Food Solution, you go through a lot of different ways that we can improve our digestion naturally before we supplement. And so for anybody out there who's listening, going, oh my gosh, I need to know more about this, get her book because you break it down so well. Um, and it's really foundational things that we should be told when we're young, you know, just chew your food longer. And I think maybe some parents clue into that, but (laughs) in our fast paced world, we don't. And so all of those things are helpful. So yeah. So tell us about the other, so we mentioned um, the tryptophan and then what are some of the other amino acids? 
So the other, the other big area that I focus on with anxiety is low GABA. So the difference between low GABA anxiety versus low serotonin anxiety is the, the type of symptoms that you experience. With low serotonin, it's more mental, the worry, the ruminating, the reprocessing, the sort of negative self-talk, the lack of confidence. With low GABA, it's physical. So you'll feel that physical tension in your shoulders. You know, I'll see my clients sitting there with their shoulders hunched up. They may have stiff and tense muscles they'll have that sort of feeling of butterflies or that uh, gut feeling, gut-wrenching feeling in, in the gut. Mm -hmm. I may have that pain in the gut. We have that, you know, visceral pain when someone has RBS and they can actually physically feel that pain in the gut. And then with low GABA, there are also this cravings aspect and you use sugar or alcohol often in order to ease that type of anxiety. So a lot of, um, I work with a lot of uh, women clients and they'll need that wine at the end of the day to wind down. They've got to have that wine to wind down and then it'll be two glasses of wine and three and then a whole bottle. And, and then they're using wine to self-medicate. So just like someone with low serotonin may use those chocolate chip cookies in order to feel better, we often use a uh, alcohol or wine to relax mm. and the the amino acid to raise your GABA levels and ease those symptoms is GABA it's gamma amino acid it's the same name as the neurotransmitter and again uh uh, using the trial method, so rating your symptoms. I've got stiff and tense muscles. It's a 10. I've got this overwhelm. I've got this physical tension, and I have to have that one at the end of the day. Rate your symptoms, do a trial of GABA, see how it works, and then figure out how much you need. Now, GABA also helps with sleep, just like tryptophan does help with sleep. And it could be you may need GABA support and serotonin support in order to sleep. Now, there's many different factors, obviously, that can trigger sleep issues high cortisol can, uh, toxins can, food sensitivities, but we, you know, focus on the serotonin and the GABA support right away, because as I said, you get that relief and you start to sleep right away, and then you can figure out all these, these other factors. The important thing that I want to make, uh, the important point that I want to make with GABA is it does need to be sublingual in order to work. A lot of people have tried GABA and they swallow the capsule and they say it didn't really do anything. Uh, sublingual is the way to use them. So if someone's using a capsule, open up the capsule onto the tongue. And then the other really important thing, Erin, is low dose GABA. Uh, you can buy mm. 500 milligram or 750 milligram of GABA, and it's way too high for most people. So I will start people, uh, my clients, on 125 milligrams of GABA, and we'll go up from there. And uh, I seldom see people needing 500 milligrams, but there are cases where some people do need to go as high as that, but you start low and you go up slowly and it's going to help with those physical symptoms, that physical tension and anxiety, and then also help with the sleep. And then the others that I just want to mention here, low endorphins, uh, the amino acid that mm -hmm. correlates with that is DPA, D-phenylalanine, and that gives you that feeling like someone gave you a big hug. You've got low endorphins, you're going to have a mental um, pain, a sort of emotional pain and physical pain as well. And then low, glu uh, low blood sugar, the amino acid that helps with that is glutamine. Um, and then low catecholamines, the amino acid that helps with that is tyrosine. And when you've got low cat catecholamines, you'll have poor focus, uh, feeling sort of negative, feeling blah, depressed, and um, craving something for energy. So often when you've got low catecholamines, you're craving sugar to give you energy. So those are the, yeah. those are the amino acids and the neurotransmitters that I work with. Um, but the, the focus when it comes to anxiety is supporting serotonin and GABA. Although interestingly enough, I've had a number of clients who we've worked on serotonin support, we've worked on GABA support, and it was when we addressed the low catecholamines with tyrosine and they were able to focus again that the anxiety went away. One of oh, the, wow. the women that I worked with was a high-powered executive and the Tryptophan helped a little bit. The GABA helped a little bit with her anxiety when she was in these big meetings. But she had such poor focus that it was stressing her out and making her anxious. And when we addressed the, her focus and her energy, then her anxiety completely went away. So that's why we do the trials to try and figure out what combination is going to work for each person. That is so interesting. And then another thing I, I would love to know is, 
you know, women, we are complicated creatures and we have lots of different hormones depending on, you know, what time of month it is we fluctuate. And I wonder if different amino acids work better depending on like where you are in your menstrual cycle. Have you found that to be true? Absolutely. And um, in, in the second interview on the summit, so I have three interviews where I talk, uh, you know, do deep dives into the amino acids. In the second interview on the summit, I address this um, in, entirely um, and talk about this interrelationship between the neurotransmitters and the hormones. So let me just give you one example of what we talk about in that interview. Um, and we could talk forever. There's just so much yeah. and they're so <laughs> interconnected. It's so amazing. But firstly, let me just uh, highlight where they are related. So with low GABA, we have low progesterone. And we know progesterone can take a dip in the second half of the month. With uh, low serotonin, there's this correlation with estrogen. And uh, one of the studies that I, that I mentioned in, in that interview is a study looking at serotonin support in the second half of the cycle. So this was a, a group of women who had, they called it premenstrual dysphoria, which is another word for PMS, where they had this sort of negative mood. They had... Um, uh, attention, they had cravings, and they did it. Was, this was a, a double blind placebo controlled study, and they actually uh, gave them tryptophan just in the second half of the cycle. Now, that's an unusual way to do it, but it, 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 it's one way to do it. Uh, but they gave them uh, tryptophan support in the second half of the cycle, and within three cycles, uh, they, they, the reduction in their uh, PMS or dysphoria symptoms had reduced dramatically. Um, and and they they didn't need to use the amino acids anymore. Now, this is something that I see uh, with my clients. If there's a severe PMS, we I definitely uh, get my clients do the questionnaires. We'll see low serotonin. We'll see low GABA. I'll get them on those amino acids. And we'll within a few cycles, we will see those symptoms resolve. And it's at that point, then we consider, I might consider referring out to a nurse practitioner for, uh, you know, hormone support. But usually um, using the tryptophan will start to get results. And then using the GABA as well. Now, this study, they didn't talk about GABA. So GABA is obviously related to progesterone. So if someone has low progesterone, we need to give them uh, GABA support as well. And then the other area, in the introduction, you mentioned pyroluria, and you did uh, pronounce it correctly. This is a social anxiety condition uh, where you have higher need for zinc and vitamin B6. And um, most of my uh, female clients have signs of low zinc and low B6. And when we add that protocol in, um, together with the evening primrose oil, which is part of the pyroluria protocol, that adds to the, the support that women need around their, their cycle. So it helps this type of protocol with the serotonin support, the GABA support, and the pyroluria support help a woman of all ages. It, I've seen it work with teens. I've seen it work with uh, women in their twenties who, you know, have been on a junk food diet and consuming a lot of alcohol, mm -hmm. women going through perimenopause and then women in menopause and even postmenopausally. So it can, it can work at any time. And although the study had uh, the, the, the patients use the tryptophan support in the second half of the cycle, I like to do it throughout the cycle because uh, the symptoms may be more severe, you know, after ov ovulation, but uh, they often, you know, can be, sort of lingering throughout the cycle as well. That is so fascinating. So what do you say to somebody who is listening to this and, you know, is thinking, wow, that sounds so great. I want to try it, but how safe are these things for me to just go out to, you know, a health food store and, and pick up the vitamins myself, you know, or pick them off, off the shelf? Like what are side effects? Is there, are there risks involved? Like, what do you say to people who are hesitant because they're not sure of that? Well, as you can hear, there's some nuances, there's some complexities. Sometimes it's very straightforward. You take one and you get amazing results and that's it. So my, my, I, I, the work that I do is, is I want to empower people to, to do this work on their own. And that's why I wrote the book. I mean, you can take the, my book and you can walk through it and you can, I have so many people contacting me saying, I read your book, I did everything you said, and my life has been turned around. So there's, and some people don't need to use the amino acids. They just change their diet. They get off junk food. They just eat to control blood sugar. 
they just you know sort out their digestion and they don't even need the amino acids so there's many different levels then you've got people who need to do the diet changes and then they also need to add in the amino acids and then there's some people who've done all the diet changes and they still don't have the results that they would expect and then they definitely need to do the amino acids I just want people to be well informed so you know I'll, I'll speak on the podcast or on summits and people think oh I must need to run out and buy it it worked for so and so it's going to work for me if you're going to use them uh, you know listen to my my presentations uh, buy my book become informed and be aware that there are precautions so certainly with uh, serotonin support if you are on an SSRI there is this precaution that there's this potential for serotonin syndrome I will say that there's nothing in the research showing that using tryptophan with an SSRI mm -hmm. has called ser caused serotonin syndrome but there is that potential so I, and if I'm working with someone who is on SSRIs we always get their doctor involved so there is the, that monitoring um, with the if there is this uh, they are on uh, tryptophan and they are taking an SSRI. Uh, the other amino acids, there's less of an issue with contraindications, but uh, some of them like glutamine um, with tyrosine, you do need to be aware that if someone has bipolar disorder, it can trigger a, a manic attack. Mm -hmm. And with some of the others like low GABA, it can uh, cause low blood pressure. And then with all of them, um, gut, if someone has ulcers or they have liver or kidney um, issues, uh, there they, they may be problems. So they are very powerful um, and they need to be uh, taken seriously. But um, I'm all about empowering people. Just make sure that you are, you know, you really know what you're doing. And, you know, I, I work mostly with women and then they use them and see how powerful they are and then feel comfortable using them with their kids. So that that is one way to do it is you know a lot of uh, moms and kids have similar sort of underlying um, uh, genetics so they may be low serotonin running in the family they may have low serotonin because they're all eating the same kind of diet which has caused the low serotonin symptoms so that often makes it easier but then I've had some families where you know one child has low GABA the other has low serotonin the other one the other one doesn't benefit from either of those so it's a matter of, of figuring it out as well. Yeah, no, that, that's super helpful. And I will add in that when I was, it'll be six years in December that I weaned off my SSRI and I had been on for 18 years uh, among all sorts of other medications, but that was my final one. I was weaning off with my psychiatrist's help, um, but I was also utilizing 5-HTP, a product that had 5-HTP in it at the same time. And I did have some difficulties, you know, going off the med, just dizziness, vertigo, that kind of thing. But I know the 5-HTP really made a difference. And I've since, you know, played around with other amino acids and the one right now that I'm a big fan of because 2020 is GABA. <laughs> so I am so excited that you're talking about this and I'd love maybe for you to speak a little bit more to, um, how to use these things while someone is considering tapering off their medication. Um, and, and, how that works with with tapering um as i said definitely have the doctor involved and the doctor's approval and there may be an instance where the doctor doesn't know anything about the amino acids and is not willing to give that approval um, and that's where i will educate the, my client and and we will in turn educate the doctor um, but um, firstly so the doctor's approval is important secondly we want to be nutrition as nutritionally sound and stable as we can before we even consider a taper. And I'm sure um, as you, you know, have, having been on, on medications, when you decide that you want to stop, you often people think, well, you know, they, they'll hear me talk about them and they'll think, oh, I need to stop right away. We don't want to jump in right away. We want to uh, get as nutritionally stable as we can before we even consider tapering because you'll hear these stories of um, uh, really severe uh, side effects when someone is tapering in the literature they call it discontinuation syndrome but what I've found is that when someone is nutritionally stable in other words we've addressed diet we've addressed gut health we've addressed digestion they're off the caffeine they're off the sugar they're on the amino acids you know with the doctor's approval then they start to taper and as they taper the medication they're increasing the um, support that they need like um, you mentioned GABA, maybe some people need more GABA support, some people may need more serotonin support, but we're increasing the amino acids as they are tapering uh, the medication. So that's really important. And I just want to say, um, 
congratulations on, on tapering. And I'm just so glad to hear that 5-HTP helped you. A lot of people are saying, uh, don't use any supplement when you're tapering. It makes it worse. I've certainly seen that in the benzodiazepine community. Um, and I disagree that it definitely does help but I do feel that it's much more, it's much easier to taper uh, when you are in that, you've got that sort of stable foundation in order to do that taper. Because otherwise you're just dealing with the, the taper effects and, and tapering of these medications can have, you know, really, really severe side effects, uh, brain zaps, increased insomnia, yeah. um, you name it, uh, pain, um, increased anxiety, anxiety in the, in, when you didn't even have anxiety in the first place, maybe someone was prescribed a benzo for pain and now they're starting to taper, they, they, they now get anxiety. So you've got all of that to contend with and you've got the underlying causes as to why you got the anxiety in the first place. Maybe it was gluten that was triggering your anxiety and then you were put on an SSRI or a benzodiazepine and you haven't addressed that. So now you've got the medication side effects or the, the discontinuation uh, syndrome effects and you've got, you still got that underlying cause that you haven't addressed. So it really makes the most sense to address those underlying causes as much as you can initially. And you may not know what they are, but at least if you make a, an attempt, that's really important. And then, you know, bringing it back to the, the summit, which is about toxins um, and infections, you've got to address those if those are a factor as well, because you can't, you know, you can't take enough tryptophan to eliminate the anxiety that is caused by, for example, a Lyme infection, or if you're exposed to plastics in your home. Mm -hmm. So you've got to definitely look at all those underlying factors. Yes. And with that, I'd love to know um, a hot, hot topic that I'm hearing about recently is Miralax. It's a very commonly used medication, um, but I know you have mentioned that that can trigger anxiety. So maybe you could go into that a little bit. Yes, so this is one of the uh, non-psychiatric medications that we talk about uh, in the summit. Uh, I mentioned Accutane earlier on, which uh, is uh, well documented in the literature for causing uh, psychiatric symptoms, psychosis, depression, anxiety. Um, and it amazes me that it's it's still it's so well documented, and yet it is still prescribed. Now, Miralax is is on the other side of things, where it is not documented in the literature, but there are uh, support groups of moms who are documenting that that their kids are having these symptoms, and it's severe symptoms: psychosis, um, anxiety, depression, suicidality from using Miralax. Miralax is, is in case someone's not familiar with it, with it it's used um, for constipation and constipation is a pretty way more common than we re realize um, in a lot of kids, possibly related to stress, possibly related to diet, possibly related to toxins. Who knows that there's many different underlying factors, but it's, 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 it's the main um, anti uh, main medication that doctors are recommending for, for kids who have constipation and it can cause all of these side effects. So, there've been um there's an fda support line where you can report the side effects um it's being documented um it's it's really really controversial in, in the fact that um Although all of these side effects uh, are being documented to the FDA, uh, the FDA is really dragging its heels on it. And they had put forward some money in order to do a study with one of the universities. I can't remember which one it is. Um, I can't remember the university, but they had put funding forward for this university to do a two-year study. That uh, time frame lapsed, and so now the money's gone. And um, I don't know if you've seen the movie called Dark Waters, which is all about um, uh, uh, help me here. Um, I've forgotten. Teflon, all about Teflon, and how the big companies just put everything in the way to stop things moving forward you know you just think you're moving forward in one way and then they'll they'll come in with a, a new law or they'll come in with some new guidelines or they'll change the goalposts and when I've been reading about Miralax it just makes me think about dark waters so if you want to see how these these companies work to try and derail you to try and you know try and stop things moving forward definitely watch that movie called dark waters it's all about Teflon and and how they've how they tried so hard to um, stop Teflon being manufactured. And interestingly enough, I don't know if you know the outcome of this one, Erin, but with, with Teflon, all they did was stop making 
Teflon and now they're making another product that is just like Teflon and it's just as toxic, but it's called something else. There's no research on it because it's brand new. So they, they're going to probably go through the next 10 years doing the same thing. So this is what these big companies do, unfortunately, and children um, and everyone else is affected by these medications. Yeah. Oh, that's so crazy. I mean, it's like, you know, we often talk about the, this anxiety epidemic that we have, but then I hear things like, it's like, well, yeah, no wonder, <laughs> you know, it's like the odds are so stacked against us, but I am grateful for people like you and people who are rising up and saying, wait a minute, you know, let's look at this. This isn't okay. And I, I do get excited talking to people like you because there is hope, you know, more and more are going to be flocking to summits like this and podcasts like this. And, you know, so I know that people are becoming more aware. Um, what are some other toxins that trigger anxiety and, and what could be a root cause? I know um, you did mention plastics, um, and how does GABA factor into to helping with that? Yes, I'll, I'll address that in a second, but I just wanted to go to your comment that people are looking for answers, they, they, uh, which is great. You know, if it needs to be a grassroots effect and it needs to be people demanding it. And so that's why, you know, I love to do podcasts like this because it's a way to reach people. And it's why I love to do the summit. We get to reach so many people who would not have had access to this information. And we're tired. We're tired of all of this, these shenanigans, and we're demanding change. And we've got to be, we've got to, you know, as I said earlier, empowerment is so important. We've got to take take control and we've got to say no we've had enough of this mm -hmm. and it's you know I, I take my hat off to all these moms who are demanding change to anyone who is saying you know I'm not just going to accept what's what's going on anymore I'm going to make sure that my kids are, are safe that I'm looking after myself you know dads who anyone anyone who's who's saying look this is I've had enough so th thank you for for making that point but going to your question about uh, plastics you know that's such a simple change that we can make and it can have such a powerful impact and you know, we've been hearing about plastics for years, you know, get rid of the, the Tupperware in your kitchen, get rid of the plastic containers, don't use, um, uh, you know, fast food uh, containers to eat your food in, to heat up your food. But when I was preparing for the summit, I took a deep dive into this because I feel like we're more likely to make changes when we understand the underlying mechanisms. And so the, what, I, what I looked into was, uh, was this uh, compound called phthalates, P-H-T-H-A-L-A-T-E-S, phthalates. And these act like binding agents and they make plastics flexible. So think about anything in the kitchen that's soft, a water bottle that's soft. So if you're buying plastic, you know, you're buying bottled water, you are getting exposed to phthalates. Vinyl toys, so any toys that your kids might be chewing on, shower curtains, and then they put it in paint and nail polish and anything with a fragrance. What it does is it makes the fragrance last longer. So an air freshener, um, any commercial cleaning product, anything in your, uh, you know, dishwashing liquid, um, shampoo, soap, sunscreen, anything that has this fragrance in it. If it's not, you know, an essential oil, if it says, even if it says natural fragrance, it's got phthalates in it. Mm -hmm. And as far as I'm concerned, I consider phthalates the new BPA and mm. fragrance is the new smoking because they are that bad. And for a long time, we've recognized these as being an endocrine disruptor, meaning they affect the hormones. So we talked about progesterone and estrogen earlier. So they do affect the endocrine system, the hormones, and it can increase and decrease hormone levels. But what I found when I was getting ready for this summit is that phthalates can actually cause anxiety, depression, and stress. And I found a number of studies, some really big studies, uh, one out of China, another one out of Europe, and different age groups. So adults and then teens and children as well. And then even uh, prenatal exposure to phthalates caused anxiety and depression and ADHD in the children 
of wow. mothers who had been exposed to phthalates. And then believe it or not, there's a connection to GABA. So there's two very new studies uh, published in 2018 and 2019. They are animal studies, um, but they found that when you, that this, ex, this uh, exposure to DEHP, which is one of the uh, types of phthalates, DEHP, um, using GABA can counter those effects. So now this doesn't mean we can still continue to use plastics and then just take GABA, but it just helps us understand that maybe this is why we have to keep taking GABA and GABA and GABA and GABA ongoing. You know, it should be short term, but if you've got plastics in your kitchen or maybe you've had plastics in your kitchen and you haven't detoxed and you've still got phthalates in your system, that could be why you, you know, you can't address, you can't seem to get past the fact that you've got this low GABA symptoms, which remain Remember is the physical tension and that anxiety and that overwhelm. So, just understanding, you know, how these these uh, plastics can disrupt our hormones. So they're going to affect progesterone and estrogen, which is then going to affect serotonin and GABA, but then also seeing the direct impacts on GABA levels. And then the one animal study found that when they, these, uh, they exposed these animals to phthalates and then they actually gave them GABA. So this was give it, giving them GABA to counter the effects and it completely elim eliminated the low GABA level. So it's really exciting to see and to connect all these dots and to realize okay, now this is the reason why I really need to take fragrance and plastic seriously. Yeah. Oh, that is so, so good. I'm so glad you mentioned, especially fragrance, because everybody wants to smell good, but at what expense? And I think something else that I want to bring up is that so many people will counter this and be like, well, that's why we have a liver because we can detox, but not everybody can detox very well. And at some point your body builds up those toxins and then starts screaming at you. And you're having these symptoms, you're having these issues, and we're starting to see it in kids younger and younger. So we know that our bodies are not adapting to these stressors, these toxins, like maybe they were when we didn't have as many of them, you know? Uh, so I think that that's, it's really important to talk about these things, not to overwhelm people, but just to say, Hey, how can we lower our toxic load a little bit? And how can we support the detox processes and how can we support our neurotransmitters? And I, you're laying this out in such a practical way. I really love it. Yeah, absolutely. And and thank you for saying that. And yes, we uh, we are just being exposed to so many more toxins than we used to be. Just, you know, we bring we talk about uh just air pollution, wood burning, you know, wood burning fire in the home, uh, smoke from uh, forest fires that, that, you know, that we're getting exposed to, to that as well, as well as all of these chemicals. And yes, we have a liver uh, to process this, but a lot of people have a uh, compromised liver function or they just get to this overload point where it's just too much and there's going to be a tipping point at, at some point for uh, some people yeah, younger ages as you said with kids um, and then also the prenatal exposure so you're thinking well how could my child have these issues at such a young age well maybe um, you know you've been exposed to a uh, toxins and, and uh, pesticides and, um, you know, so many different things, insecticides, glyphosate, we talk about atrazine, which is used on golf courses. Mm. If you're living mm -hmm. on a home overlooking a golf course, you're exposed to atrazine. Atrazine has a direct impact on GABA and serotonin and testosterone. So, you know, we just, we, we're bombarded in, um, in, in all directions. And I'm glad you mentioned the point that we could feel overwhelmed because this is a scary topic when you think about, uh, you know, if you go to the, the website and you see all the topics that we're going to talk about, it can feel very overwhelming. And I actually address that. And I'll just quickly summarize here. Use serotonin support if you feel overwhelmed. If you feel fearful, you look at this and you think, oh my gosh. This is just feels too overwhelming. I can't even consider it. What if it's this? What if it's that? What if I've got this as well? What if my kids are that? What if I've done this to myself and now I've caused this for my kids? So if you, you look at the list of topics that we're going to cover in the summit and um, you just feel totally overwhelmed, think about whether you have low serotonin and the first thing to do is address that with serotonin support and then you will feel less overwhelmed. Oh, that's perfect. I love that. So is there anything else, you know, as, as we're kind of wrapping up here, anything else that you maybe want to um, 
share as a teaser for the summit because I am so looking forward to all of the topics, but is there, are there any other topics, any other specific, um, I guess, episodes or, or whatever you want to call it that, that you're particularly excited about that we haven't discussed yet? So the, um, glymphatic system that, that I mentioned earlier, there's a whole interview on that with Dr. Christine Schaffner, really, really a good interview. Um, we talk about GABA, GABA involvement. If you've been exposed to lead, that can affect uh, the um, aquaporin system and GABA is involved in that and that helps with, to detox the brain. So that's a really good interview. Um, something that's been very popular in my community recently is learning about oxalates, dietary oxalates from foods like berries and nuts mm -hmm. and spinach and people making green smoothies. If, if you are eating any of those foods and you have anxiety and pain issues or bladder issues, uh, we've got two interviews with Julie Matthews. That one is a fantastic uh, series of interviews. Um, uh, vagus nerve support is really, really so important and central to everything that we're doing. A great interview with Eva Detko on the vagus nerve. And then uh, PANDAS, um, which is an OCD type symptom that is very common uh, with kids. Um, that's a, a great interview as well. But, um, you know, I, I like to say check out all the interviews if you can, because there's little gems in different interviews. And I'll have a lot of people say, wow, I wasn't going to listen to that interview because I don't have any children at the moment, but then I listened to it. And then I found out something that, you know, could impact me. So, um, I'm, uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's something for everyone. <laughs> oh, I'm and so it's, excited. Yeah. It's good to listen to them all because maybe something is not an impact impacting you right now, but it's going to impact you in the future. So it's they the the interviews are amazing. They really are. And they I do a lot of preparation for them. Uh they're research based, that's new current research. Um, and then it's also practical as well. And I have a lot of practitioners who sign up and listen as well. So it's, it's, it's geeky and it's at a level where it's, it, we're talking about the mechanisms, but I want people to understand those mechanisms and, and be smart about this. You know, there's a lot of really smart people in my community and uh, we need to be smart about this if we're going to get through it all. Yes, absolutely. And for people to, this is your chance to advocate for yourselves and, and for your own health. And a lot of times people will ask me, well, how did you get to this place of mental stability? And it's things like the anxiety summit, you know, it's things like your book and other people who I've read and just, I've, I've gone into the research and gone, okay, how can I support my health? Because this is worth it. I need it for my family, for my future, for the rest of my life, you know? And so I think that what you are doing is so impactful because it's going to change lives. And I'm really, really excited about it. Um, last question that I always have to ask is if you could give one piece of advice to spark someone towards wholeness, what would it be? My piece of advice is recognize that you deserve to feel your absolute best every single day. Don't tolerate not feeling your best. So, and it goes exactly to what you just said, Erin, is learn about these things um, and make changes because uh, you don't, you know, I have so many people saying, I felt like this my whole life, or I just want to feel like myself again and make that start to make those baby steps. And if it feels overwhelming, just make one or two steps, but then consider using the amino acids to help uh, ease that, that anxiety. And then you'll get hope, right? You know, you'll get that hope. Okay. I'm starting to feel better. Now it's easier to deal with everything else, but you really do deserve to feel your absolute best every single day. Yes, that is so, so good. Thank you so much. Now we will put um, the website for to sign up to watch the Anxiety Summit on the show notes, but will you just share kind of your, maybe your book information, the website and where else people can learn about you, your Facebook group, all of those things. So my uh, book is the Anti-Anxiety Food Solution. Um, and the, my website is everywomanover29.com. And then I'm on Facebook, Trudy Scott, uh, anti-anxiety food solution and um, come join the community. It's, it's great. And I hope you can uh, join the summit and um, be empowered and make changes for yourself and your family. Thank you so, so much for taking this time. You just are a wealth of information. So I really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to Sparking Wholeness. 
For more on all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul, check out my website, sparkingwholeness.com. Don't forget to be kind and subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts. And to be really kind, you can leave a nice review. I like those.